What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of the entire world, the heart of the universe, really. We are in Clarendon. Back for episode 163 of Pace the Nation. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, excited to have a full crew with me to my right. Of course, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? How often do you get your hair cut? Uh, once every... You know, it usually happens when there's an event, like I've got a, you know, a family gathering or something, and my, uh, my mom would rather me not look like a shaggy mess, so that usually... Was that like once every two weeks? Nah. Like? <laughs> That's usually once every once every three or four months, something like that. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, I get my hair cut once a year. Once a year? Wow. Yeah. But yesterday, um, I was like kind of shamed by my hair cutter person that okay. I don't Your hair cut stylist? My hair stylist. Okay. That I don't cut my hair once every four weeks. Ah, well, that you know what? That seems aggressive. Yeah. It's more business for them. I, I don't hate the hustle. I, I don't hate it at all. All right, let's bring in our other co-host to my left. Of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Joanna does the Wayne Gretzky. What's the Gretzky? Wayne Gretzky would get his hair cut at the All-Star break. And that's it? That's it. Once a year. Okay. All right. So, so it's the going, Gretzky. Going into the playoffs, he has a, the second half of the season, he has a shaved head. Going into the All-Star game, he has that mullet. I, you know, you know I, 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 I fancy myself as someone who knows a lot about sports. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard that. How the heck do you know that Wayne Gretzky got his hair cut once a year? In 1969, the Mets won the World Series. In 1970, the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, we did this one already. Yeah. Uh, But how do you know the Gretzky thing? I'm just a big hockey fan. That's just a common knowledge. I love that story. I I, I did that once when I was in college. Oh, the the one Mm -hmm. time a year? When I heard it, I said, I'm going to do that. Well, Doc's famously got his hair cut recently at Random Row in Charlottesville. Uh, so on today's program, speaking of Charlottesville, I want to talk about what's going on in Charlottesville. There's some rumors floating around, uh, running related. So we're going to talk a number of things, Charlottesville. And this is finally when you say, I want to talk about what's going on in Charlottesville. This is finally a positive story yes, when you right, make that right, statement. Right, 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 exactly. A lot of good stuff going on in Charlottesville. Uh, Docs and I, uh, very uh, proud uh, former uh, athletes on the UVA track and cross country team, and there's some action happening with the track and cross country team and other things running around uh, the Charlottesville area. So we'll talk about that on today's uh, program, uh, and, and maybe some of that is rumored. And I want to talk about some other rumors. I want to talk about why uh, Des- Desi potentially left the Hansons group. Uh, are these unfounded rumors potentially? But you know, I'm not scared to throw stuff out there note to the editor <laughs> let's call this episode the rumor mill okay. uh, also um on today's program uh this is not a rumor there was some tweets about james polk uh back and forth and i know you're was not was it was it james k polk or or a different polk? well it was one of the presidents it was i, I don't know it was whoever was the president uh one uh-huh. of our listeners we don't do the tweets episode so i wanted to touch oh, on this, this. Was on, why are we tweeting about james k polk uh, is that the president? Well, Caitlin K was trying to educate me. Oh, we know that always goes well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get into that uh, also later on the program today. Uh, everybody's eagerly awaiting all our car updates, so we will definitely touch on that on oh, today's this, program. We can rip off uh, that old NPR show, Car Talk. Yes, we will do the NPR show. Was it Click and Clack? <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, which one do you want to be, Farley? 
I'll be click. Nope, it's me and Joanna that are clicking clack. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, also on today's program, uh, I wanted to, to touch on, if we have time, I want to touch on uh, Amazon Prime Day that happened last week. I want to see how much stuff you guys bought on Amazon uh, during their Prime Day, their biggest day of the year, and others, other rumors about Amazon and where, where their second headquarters will be. And then finally, we are excited to be joined on the phone by former Herndon runner. She ran for Herndon High School. Haruni. I can't pronounce her last name. She now runs for Sri Lanka. Uh, she trains out in Boulder, Colorado. She's going to join us on the phone uh, and talk about, uh, you know, training for the marathon for the world championships uh, and just give us a taste of what it's like uh, as a professional runner out there in Colorado uh, training for uh, Brad Hudson and his group. So excited to talk to uh, Haruni today on the phone. Um, but before we get into that, I, I mentioned uh, Desi Linden. And okay. of course, she was the Boston Marathon champion. Um, mm-hmm. And Ooh, let's talk about Boston again. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I, uh, Are we angling to be affiliated with the Boston the, Marathon? The official. Like if we just talk about it every week the- slowly and gradually, people will be like, you know, I, I didn't realize this uh, at the time, but now they are an official podcast for the Boston Marathon. Well, and then somebody flies us up to Boston for the Boston mm-hmm, Marathon mm-hmm. and like gives angle. us a place to stay so I don't have <laughs> to sleep on the street. Right. Yes, that's a good angle. Okay. Well, um, I'm sorry for, for uncovering that yeah. so, so much in the open. Well... I just give the context that she was the Boston Marathon champion, but, you know, Mm -hmm. she's a professional runner. She's going to run New York this fall. Uh, She's tweeted out a a confession, and this is a question I have for you guys. Okay. Confession. I do an extra add-on at the end of a run, so I hit the exact mileage on my GPS. So if you finish, if you're trying to do eight miles and finish a 7.8-mile run, me personally – I'm in the Desi camp, and I go and add on the extra point one, and then come back the other extra point one, and then get my eight miles. You you want to have your mileage be yes. exact, even though it's a a well known fact that uh, the GPS is an approximation. That's, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is true. And and those extra point two miles probably aren't going to do anything for me. Uh, but Desi says she considers it finishing the d- job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where do you stand on that, Joanne? I'll start with you first. Um, I think it depends. So, like, I am not running very high mileage right now, mm-hmm. but I was kind of stuck in a rut, so I'm trying to increase my mileage safely, ten percent every week. So sometimes that means like two point four miles per week. So in that case, when I'm trying to run like four point three miles to equal the total I want. Mm-hmm. I will go to the decimal point, but otherwise, like most of my runs, I just run and then whatever it is. Well, you're, you're, is. Uh, this is crazier than, than me just going to eight miles. So you're yeah. actually hitting 4.3. You're yeah. hitting 0.3 miles or 0.6 miles. Well, if I need to. Okay. Wow. So you, you are in the camp of finishing the job, obviously. Okay. All right. Uh, Docs, where do you uh, land on this? But, but I think what Joanna is saying is that if she has a, a loop that she does, like, or if, let's say she's going to do a 10 mile run and she goes out and hits five miles on her way out. And then when she comes back, it measures 4.9 miles. 
So her total is 9.9 miles. She will just stop on her front steps. That's what she's saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. I will. Yeah. If you I if I get to my house, I'm not adding on. You're I'm done. done. Yeah. So I if that's okay. going to happen, I have to add on somewhere else in the run. But if I get to my front door, I'm not. You're out. I'm done. Okay. Like it just seems silly at that point. All right. So you're not necessarily in the Des camp because Des and I would probably run. I'm putting her and my she and I in the same class of runner in mm-hmm. this statement here, but you, uh, you weren't really. <laughs> so I don't think you need to connect those dots. Uh, we would go uh, past our house and then come back and finish uh, after adding. Well, that's why you're appropriate both, mileage, Ellen. Well, that's yeah. why you're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> what you do is when I get back to my house, I just run downhill until I hit it, and then you walk, and, and then I walk that's back. Small, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's I, I actually might take that. So if I was 0.2 miles short, I would just run downhill. I would find 0.2 miles worth of downhill to run. That's a good idea. But so do you do you go like if you ran 4.2 miles, would you run up to 4.5 or 5? If I'm well, going why, for, why would you run 4.2 miles? Well, if if she's saying if it ended up landing on 4.2, yeah. like if you, you go over so then you were meaning to do four miles. So would you have stopped at four miles if it didn't get you to good your house? Good question. Good question. If I'm doing, if I'm meaning to do four, I'm okay with four point two. If I'm meaning to do five, so you can I'm go over not but okay. not under. Correct. Correct. So the bets yeah. can't Correct. go under. They can right. go over. Right. Yeah. This is this that's is, a good question for her. I'd like you to tweet her back and ask her that question. Basically, what you try to do is uh, bust on prices. Right. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and remind us what Price is Right rules are. I hate the Price is Right rules. It's so stupid. I, when, hate, I, hate, I do hate when people of say price that. Is right, when you're outside of Price is Right, going by Price is Right rules is such a dumb way to do any sort of contest. We've covered that before, and I right. think it was even the title of an episode, so I won't go okay. into it. All right. Um, but... The price of right is like if you go over, you're out. Yeah, if you go over a dollar, even if the other person is uh, twenty thousand dollars off, they can they win. They'll win because yeah. they're under. Right. Yeah. So yeah, stupid. That is that. When you put it like that, I agree. That's kind of lame. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got some other uh, rumors about Desi. I want to talk about later in the program. Terrific. Um, uh, we've got some other uh, rumors about Charlottesville and other things. So excited to talk about that later in today's program. But before we get to that. Uh, there uh, is a star runner who went to Herndon High School. Her name's Haruni. I can't pronounce her last name. She was coached at Herndon High School by former guest Pete Sherry, uh, so he connected me with her. And we're going to talk to her about her running, uh, what she's training for, the world championships, what's it like competing for Sri Lanka. And you know what we'll ask her as well? Where the heck Sri Lanka is? <laughs> We've had a guest who was in a PTN t-shirt in Sri Lanka. All right. Well, we need we need that important information because she's competing, I think, in the Asian Games. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Sri. I'll be totally honest. Oh, and no. I'm probably way too honest in this pro, on this program. You are. I thought Sri Lanka Sri, Sri Lanka was in India. Well, that's not too far off, actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But she competes in the Asian Games. Is and he is. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Haruni is going to sort all this out for us next year on Face the Nation. All right. Welcome back to the program. And now, Joanna and Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone. Now, I, I'm, she's going to have to help me with her last name, but it's Haruni calling in from uh, Colorado. Haruni, are you there? How are you? 
I'm great. And so my last name is pronounced Wijaratna. It's Wh- easier to say than it looks on paper. It, it re- <laughs> yeah, I was looking on the internet, and Joanne and I, before the show here, we were we were uh, stalking you with your Wikipedia page, your <laughs> IAAF page on Instagram, but we couldn't find how it was phonetically pronounced. So one more time. <laughs> I will forget it, but tell me one more time how's the last name. Yeah, so Widgeratna. Widgeratna. All right. Cool. That's almost like uh, admitting that what you're about to do is a complete waste of time. <laughs> right, right. I know you already told me the pronunciation, but why don't you do it again, right. even though it will be absolutely worthless to me? Because <laughs> I won't remember. That's about right. Uh, well, Haruni, uh, you, me, and Docs have something in common. We all uh, were were competitors in high school for Northern Virginia high school teams. We're big fans of uh, the Northern Virginia running scene, uh, which I want to touch on uh, with you. Uh, you ran at Kentucky, and now you are competing in the marathon. And your best marathon is what, 236? 23635 yep, earlier this year earlier this year that's fantastic and you run for for Sri Lanka so we'll get into all that uh let's we were also talking beforehand. I, I got to get some geography questions out of the way first though because <laughs> I am a geography uh noob. I, I I I have a hard time understanding, you know, anything outside of Arlington County. Well, I'm pretty good with Northern Virginia, <laughs> but so you're from Sri Lanka which is Close to India, in India, part of yeah, Asia. Like, see, you're better than you thought okay. you were. Right. So you're right on in the right part of the world. Okay. It's a small island off the co- the southern coast of India. Okay, southern coast of India, and so in so you can compete in the Asian Games, and you can compete for Sri Lanka, the country. Yes, correct. Okay. All right. right. Did you think that that, uh, given the time limit that we have here today that we would dedicate this much stuff to third grade geography? (laughs) She she you know what she wasn't really prepped, so probably the answer is no. But but all right. So okay, that gives me a be a better understanding. I I would I would at least like to point out to our guest that Joanna and I know exactly where Sri Lanka was beforehand. Oh, look at that! And we tried to explain it to Farley beforehand. So we're not all three of us geography as challenged. That's true. All right. So how did you get from Sri Lanka to Herndon High School? Yeah, so um, my family, so Sri Lanka, let me backtrack a little bit, had a pretty nasty civil war that spanned about 25 years. And so it was just not an ideal place to grow up. Mm-hmm. Going to school was dangerous. Going out to get groceries was dangerous. So my mom had an opportunity to be a teacher at a Montessori school in Northern Virginia. So she was teaching in a school in Chantilly. So we relocated our whole family to Northern Virginia, and that's how I ended up in Herndon. So, do you have you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother. He mm-hmm. also ran at Herndon. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. So, when did you start running? Did you did you run as a youth? When did you know you were good at running? No, my first actual run was as a freshman at Herndon High School. Wow! Really? Yep. Yeah, so I played soccer. I've had lots of energy my whole life. And my mom was like, get out the door. Please go do something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I played soccer um, with the Herndon Community Center for like 
for years before I started running and I played center mid and my coach is always like, Jesus, you could run forever. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I like it. (laughs) And then soccer being a spring sport in high school in Virginia, I was just like, I'm going to go do cross country. My friends are doing cross country. It's whatever. I'll get in good shape. And long story short, never played soccer since that day. Wow. So Sri Lanka, I, I assume not a lot of distance runners there. What's the big sports there? Is soccer the big sport there? No. So I would say cricket is the biggest mm, sport in okay. Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Okay. That Are makes... you a big cricket fan? Uh, they're going to roll their eyes when they hear me say this, but no, I'm not. <laughs> no. <Uh-oh. laughs> I, I can't, I, there is a star cricket player. Sometimes you see him on ESPN like once a year. The uh-huh. same amount of times that Joanna gets her hair cut. I, I can't remember his <laughs> name. You, you don't know any cricket players. And sorry, you just said you're not a fan. Okay. Oh, gosh, no. I couldn't even <laughs> okay. tell you like right. how they score a point in that sport. Okay, good. All right, that makes two of us. Okay. We're going <laughs> to spend the first 10 minutes of the interview figuring out where Sri Lanka is and the rest of the interview trying to explain the rules cricket. to cricket. Yes, yeah. All right. yeah. yeah. She really didn't know what she was getting into. All right, so you, so you, you played, played soccer. Your first run was at Hernan High School, and, and Coach Pete Sherry was your coach. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I don't know how I got so blessed with being (laughs) put with such a passionate coach right off the bat. Um, But it was great. Sherry, I think Sherry was exactly what I needed at that point in my life because he was just getting off of his professional career. He had Mm -hmm. all this passion to develop a team and he had some very talented people on the team. So um, I know he had a guy named Ermin who ended up running for VMI, who was really talented. He had an Ethiopian, um, Abe Dignachu, and then he had me and a bunch of other talented runners. So he had, like, I mean, he was handed a, a plate of great success to work right, with. Right. But um, I always... I always look back on my high school career and I think, God, I if I didn't have Sherry there, like what would I be doing now? So I attribute a lot of my awesome. success and my path of my running to Sherry and how he developed not only me, but how I saw him interacting with the people on the team. So you had a great career there at Herndon, uh, coached by Pete Sherry, and then I decided to go run at, at Kentucky. Um, why, why did you Why did you decide Kentucky? Yeah, so um, Kentucky was one of several offers I got for a full ride out of high school. Mm -hmm. And I was the first um, person in my entire family to attend college. So this is all new process for me. And again, having Sherry there and having his perspective as somebody who's run it a high, um, like a well-known collegiate program helped me a lot because I was pretty alone in making that process. And I decided to go to Kentucky ultimately because they love their athletes and they love their sports. And so I thought to myself, I mean, this is where I'm going to be set up best to be a great athlete because they had a great outdoor facility, a great indoor facility. I had a full ride, but they're just like the energy that they had for their athletes was something that I wanted to be a part of. Does Ashley Judd come to your track meets in (laughs) Kentucky? (laughs) No, I don't think track meets are up her alley but i have mm. seen her at a several basketball games How about, who is who is the, who's the famous runner there now uh who's the star freshman on oh sydney McLaughlin. Oh, yeah, sydney. Sydney? Mm-hmm. yeah so uh, did you get to meet sydney mclaughlin I, I'm, I'm sure she's after your time but uh, oh gosh no i mean i feel close to her because mm-hmm. we went to the same school but um no i've never met her in person i actually haven't been back to lexington in a few years since i've lived out in colorado so you're, you're not a cricket fan. Did you become a basketball fan going oh, to the University of Kentucky? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have so many enemies by the time March rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah, because the Kentucky is kind of hate. So, do you remember the who was the best basketball players on the team when you were there in college? So John Wall, who ended up going to play nice. for the Wizards yes. out in DC. Yep, okay. same age. We had a class together, so nice. you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're buds. Yes, you are that. absolutely. You're both like <laughs> professional athletes, so you're basically in the same circles. Yeah, right. Basically, yeah. he yeah. just makes uh, several million yeah, more dollars more than I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so you were there when John Wall was there, and and did they win a national championship when you were there? They won one national championship and attended two final fours during wow. my five years wow. there. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. How, can, how lucky for you. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Kentucky is is obviously great uh, athletically, uh, all different programs. Who was your coach when you were at Kentucky? I had several coaches. So I ended my career with Haken DeVries and mm-hmm. Edric Florial. So, and Edric just moved to the to University Texas. of Texas. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, and but I had John Mortimer. He was who recruited me. He ran at Michigan. Yes. And he now owns Millennium Running up in New yeah, Hampshire. That's right. He does. He's mm-hmm. got a, a timing company and stores. And yeah, Johnson. Did, mm-hmm. Didn't John Mortimer win uh, Kit Footlocker? He he was a really good runner. I, don't I think remember. I think he might have won Footlocker. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't remember. Um, I would believe it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kentucky is has has is this program that has just had a number of coaches. We had Sean Graham on the uh, program a couple of mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and now he's at AU. He was at Kentucky, so there's been a lot of turnover there. Who is the coach at Kentucky now? I do. I don't yeah. think that they've announced their distance squad yet, yeah. but I know that they just announced the head coach. I don't remember his right, name, right, but he but was the head haven't... coach at Purdue. That's right. So they would haven't... you? We're telling a lot of rumors on this show today. <laughs> would you like to speculate for our <laughs> listeners who who will be the uh, distance coach? It doesn't have to be true. That's a great thing about yeah, spreading rumors. I'm hoping. So let's see. I'm hoping that they keep Haken DeVries. I think yep. he's done a great a great job developing talent along the past few years. So I hope that they keep him there. I well, think he has a, a great foot on the ground there. Well, let's let's put Pete Cherry in the mix. Let's just throw him out there. <laughs> yeah. as, as oh, he coach. will never move out there. He no. doesn't travel well, he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you had a great career at uh, Kentucky. What was, you know, what was the, the highlights? What Were you All-American? All and, uh, you know, what was your best times and, and, and distances that you ran? Yeah. So, I mean, thank you for telling me that you think that I had a great career there, but I, I don't think my collegiate career compared to the success I had as a high school athlete. Mm -hmm. I really struggled with the coaching changes. I was injured a lot in college. Um, And so once you get in that cycle, when you're a three season athlete, really, it becomes very hard to compete at a high level, especially in the NCAA. I mean, you have international runners from around the world to compete against. Um, But I would think, I would say my favorite memory was my senior year cross country. We had five uh, all region runners at uh, the South region meet and Mm. we still didn't make nationals. We were the first team out. That's how competitive that region was. But to be able to be a contributor at such a high level and still be looking out, um, that was a hard pill to swallow. But looking back, that was one of my most fond memories. So you decided to continue your running career, uh, even though you say that you didn't have a you know the greatest <laughs> of, of careers at Kentucky. Why, uh, why did you decide to continue running? And and was there you know did did your parents weigh in on that? And um, wh- what were the factors that made you decide to continue to running at a high level? Yeah. So a lot of people probably would have just been like, nope. I mean, I've 
been terrible for five years. Garbage performances. I'm just going <laughs> to pack this in. I like it. But, <laughs> but I was just, I knew deep down that I had this like beef to prove to myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I don't care. I'm out here by myself. I'm working full time as an executive for Target. I have nothing to lose, uh, but everything to gain. So I, I reached back out to Sherry and I was like, Sherry, I want to run a marathon. Will you coach me? And he's like, yes, I've been waiting for the day for this call. <laughs> and so I'm sure that's not how he would say it, but he was like, sure, <laughs> right, I'll right, do right, it. Right. Um, <laughs> and so we just started <laughs> training. <laughs> and then within Four months of me graduating and starting a full-time job at Target, I ran my first marathon. Wow. Uh, um, what, are you still at Target? And what did you do as an exe – you said in the executive? What, what, like, what did you do for Target? Yeah. So I um, was – I managed all of their visual merchandising as well as their merchandise, like the supply chain. Okay. So I had – I was over a region. So I initially started out being over the Midwest, which is why I lived in Indiana at the time. And I ended up, I'm not with Target anymore, but mm -hmm. when I ended my career with them, I was looking over the mountain region in Colorado. Wow. Okay. So that's why you ended up in uh, Colorado. Uh, where, do you yeah. where do you live in Colorado now? And tell us about the group you run with. Yep. So I live and train and work in Boulder, Colorado, and I run for Brad Hudson and Hudson Elite. And we've got a slew of really great post-collegiate runners from D1 and D2. So a lot of people with varying different like, perspectives mm -hmm. from their collegiate careers, but everyone's successful and everyone is either a marathoner or a half marathoner because that's what Brad Hudson specializes in. And you've run, like you said, you've run the marathon in 236. It looks like you've run a 114 half marathon. Is that true? 114 half marathon? Yes, I have. Yep, in Phoenix. In Phoenix, and where you won that half marathon. So some really fast. Obviously, you're really good at the the longer <laughs> longer distances. I'm curious, <laughs> um, like, so how does your your so you're probably one of the very few marathoners, half marathoners from your country. Like, how does your country? Do you interact with like politicians and folks that are uh, you know high level high ranking officials? Because you're such a good athlete for Sri Lanka. For Sh you Sri mean Lanka. luminaries? Lu luminaries, yeah, <laughs> is a good word, yes. Uh, um, yes, yes and no. So I get to interact with them when I travel abroad to international meets. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I was down in Gold Coast, Australia earlier in April this year mm -hmm. for the Commonwealth Games. And there they had a whole contingency of Sri Lankans as well as a sports minister and – I think even our president was down there just because he had some other meetings in Australia at the time. So I get to mingle with them when the opportunity arises, but they don't go out of their way right. to connect with me. Yeah. Now it says you hold 10 Sri Lankan national records on road and track events, uh, which is mm -hmm. pretty impressive. Uh, everybody knows about the Olympics. Obviously the Olympics have to be the ultimate goal for somebody like you. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that process like? I mean, it's everybody knows the you know the Olympic trials will be in Atlanta uh, in 2020, and the you US gotta, trials. The U.S. trials exactly. You, mm -hmm. you know, you got to qualify and be top three, and then you can make the Olympic team as long as you have the qualifying time. It's got to be different for you as a uh, someone who's uh, from Sri Lanka. It is. So we're still waiting on the IAAF to announce what the standard is. So for Rio, it was 2:45. Um, and all I have to do is to run that standard that the IAAF announces between January 1st, 2019 
and July 1st of 2020 to be able to get selected for the Tokyo Olympic Games. Wow. But what's what's the Sri Lanka selection process? Yeah. I mean, is, is, is that because you are the only one or one of the only few that mm-hmm. that uh can make that, that, that can make that yeah. time or what i mean yeah so it is um in the past so for Rio, they send one female marathoner who wasn't me because i just i missed the standard by 30 seconds oh. um i know heartbreaking oh, that is but would they would they have sent two if you'd made the standard Yes, they uh, have. So every country has a maximum quota of three to send okay. if they have people that have hit the hit standard. standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what? since Sri Lanka doesn't have the the depth of talent that America does, pretty much if I'm one of the three or even just the only one, um, I'm going. So, uh, as an example, in in the U.S. for the uh, Olympics, the the USA Track and Field, what they've decided is they will hold a competition in the top three finishers as long as they have the standard the top three Mm -hmm. finishers will qualify for the olympic team there are other countries for instance kenya they Mm -hmm. do the top two runners Mm -hmm. and then they have their committee picks that third spot so that's why i was was for our listeners trying to differentiate how that process might work for sri lanka Yep, exactly. So for Sri Lanka, it is just if you hit the standard, you will get to go because that's how limited their talent pool is. And that's how um, that just shows you like how much resources they have invested in track and field in Sri Lanka, that if somebody is actually able to hit that international Olympic standard, their chance of going to the Olympics are sealed. That's awesome. So uh, how many people are in sri lanka like give me some context <laughs> like how many as we get back to our geography quiz here. yeah well it, the, it's a small island yeah so very heavily dense uh uh-huh. population wise it's about 20 million people okay it's it's 20 million people um on the islands what about expats like yourself oh gosh i'm not sure i'm sure there's a very large percent of people living in in just america and canada alone yeah um i'm just not sure Mm-hmm. honestly but um yeah it's i don't know maybe 30 million people 30 total million. around okay, the world so it's not, that are not a lot i mean it's not mm-hmm. not a big mm-hmm. big country um how does it work for and again these are questions that are you know not necessarily related to running but do you have a work permit to be in in boulder like how joanne is shaking her head at me now <laughs> like how does that whole process work so I'm a dual citizen. I'm okay. a U.S. citizen, gotcha. and I also hold citizenship with Sri Lanka because I was born there. Gotcha. Okay. That makes total sense. All right. Mm-hmm. So your goal is the, the Tokyo Olympics uh, in 2020. How many other uh, – so you said there was one marathoner. How many other Olympians does Sri Lanka send to the Olympics? How many do they send in Rio? In Rio, they had a team of, I want to say, seven okay. to ten people across all sports. Right. Though that's not just track sure. and field. So they had a, they had a male and female marathoner, and that mm-hmm. was it for track. But then they had a couple shooters, a couple swimmers, a tennis player, a netball player. So it was an assortment that's of cool. athletes. But they, so interestingly enough, every single one of those athletes live abroad. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is is the other female marathoner still running? She is, um, but she's older. So she was 36 when she competed in Rio. Mm-hmm. And so um, she's still training, just not at the level. She's not competing at the level she was a few years ago. Okay. So your goals uh, here, I mean, y- you should be able to hit that standard as you ran, uh, you know, 236 earlier this year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are your What are your goals? What are the races you're looking for? Looking at now? Yeah. So my most um, my goal that's coming up the soonest is the Asian Games, and I'm actually running the ten thousand on the track there. Okay. I want to get some leg speed under and maybe have a shot up a medal if it's a slow championship race, which most of those races tend to be right. like that. Right. Um, and then after that, I'm running Chicago oh, in okay. October. So when is the Asian Games? Uh, they are in August. The 10K specifically is on August 25th. Okay, gotcha. Who's hosting it? Uh, it's hosted by in Jakarta, so in Indonesia, oh, cool. the Indonesian Federation. I'll be honest with you. I had no idea Sri Lanka was in Asia. I just, I just didn't know. But this is the second time you've admitted that. <laughs> well, I just, I, I'm not sure I admitted it when we were talking. I'm not sure I admitted it when we were talking to her. I just wanted uh. full disclosure. I just didn't realize. So, okay, that that makes total sense. I just feel, figured I heard Sri Lanka, and I feel like it's like India, right? <laughs> listen, uh-huh. listen. Uh, this is not unique to this yeah. conversation. <laughs> right. Farley is one of the most uh, challenged geography yep, minds on yep. this planet. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a, a continual theme on, on this, this show yeah. that he doesn't know where things are on a map. Yeah. So so do not don't feel bad about this at all. Right. That's in fact we've had we've had two listeners. Uh, not one, but two listeners buy a map for the studio yes. of mm-hmm. the world <laughs> yeah. uh, to help Farley with uh, his, his... Oh, very true. Yeah, yeah, very true. So uh, sorry to drag you in on this, Haruni. Uh, so, um, so, you, so your goals, uh, obviously, are, are to run, you said, Chicago Marathon this, this fall. So, uh, again, will that give you a, a standard? With, is, is that in the window, or it, it has to be in 2019? So it's just outside the window okay. for the Olympics, but right. I can still qualify for the 2019 World Championships in Qatar. Okay, so that's gotcha. my goal in Chicago. Gotcha. The world you're gonna you want to run in Qatar? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, would... I want to go there for the experience, maybe not to actually run the race. <laughs> here's here's something that we've talked about before. Uh, you should get an Ice Man during uh-huh. the race. It's uh, something that, that we noticed Galen Rupp was doing, but mm-hmm. he had somebody every couple of miles pass him a new hat, and the hat had ice. Uh, There's a, there a pocket sewn yes. into the hat, and they oh would put gosh. ice in the hat. So like at the water stations, he would get a new hat that was filled with ice. Yeah. So, yeah, my goal is to, like, maybe get Sherry out there, and he can jump from aid station to aid station handing me hats. Well, he he doesn't travel well, so if he declines, you're you're welcome to invite Mason Nation. Definitely invite this podcast. We we would love to be the hat man for for a world-class run. Oh, perfect, perfect. So tell us about uh, you're out in Boulder, Colorado, where it's not hot. Uh, Well, it's hot, but it's the the old dry heat and at altitude, but beautiful Mm -hmm. running weather there. Uh, Tell us about Boulder and the Hudson uh, Elite Program that you're with yeah so boulder i think is the perfect place to be i mean i would even call it the mecca of training we have Mm. people coming out here just various groups throughout the year so you get to see people from all levels like jerry and shalane were out here a few Mm -hmm. years ago so so cool and so humbling to be able to have somebody just blow by you and be like okay here i am running 530s what is she running right right. (laughs) um and so being with brad he is one of the most committed coaches and people to the sport that i've ever seen Mm -hmm. with my work schedule i don't always get to 
be with the team, but Brad will find the time to meet me, whether it's 5 a.m. and he has his headlights on and following me on the road, or it's 3 p.m. on a Sunday and that's when I'm getting out of work and he's like, I'm here with water for you, let's go. And he's driving around with me for 20 miles. So that devotion is something that I am will always be grateful for because Brad goes above and beyond every single day. Who else is in the in the group with you? So right now I have Allie Kiefer. She was one of the top Americans at New York last year. And I also trained closely with a girl named Molly Grable. Mm-hmm. She was a standout runner at Oregon. Um, so the, the group is small right now for the women. It's just the three of us. And then we have a couple guys on the team. So my fiance runs for Venezuela. He was an Olympian in Rio, mm-hmm. also a marathoner. And then a guy named Parker Stinson, who also was a standout at Oregon and a few other guys who are fresh out of college on the guy side. That's very cool. Great, great place to train. My sister lives out there. Great, great place to train. Oh obviously. yeah, yes. definitely. Love, love running out there. Uh, I run on the the res. Do you guys run on the res? Yep. Is that a? Is oh that yeah, a, okay. we have. Oh, trying so to tell her about stuff. Yeah, let me tell you where to run, Haruni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. So we can stay at about five thousand five hundred, or we usually go up high in the summer when the weather is good to eight thousand, nine thousand feet at Mags and Rawlingsville. Okay. So. Yeah, you got great options, stimulus. Which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you said you're working at Target, but no longer working at Target. Uh, you know, tell us about your uh, w- w- what's next for you, kind of uh, as your side gig to, to to the running. Oh gosh, I would not consider what I'm about to tell you my side gig because <laughs> I work I work quite a lot of hours in this job. Yes. Um, but I am your other full time job, I should say. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Better. Yep. Um, I'm the director of sales for a company called Run Coach, mm-hmm. and basically we partner with large races. So Marine Corps is one of our partners, for example, mm-hmm. to provide training for the masses. So um, the CEO of our company, Tom McGlynn, he worked with Frank Agliano, Jeff Johnson, back when the Nike Farm team was in full swing. Mm -hmm. And he saw this concept of this great training philosophy and really wanted to be able to apply that to the masses. And so he developed an app, and it's also on the website, called Run Coach, where an, an individual from Marine Corps, for example, can go there. They can put in their training history and put in their goal for whatever race they're running, and then we will calculate them a plan. Very and cool. It's, and it's free. And so just by engaging with the plan, you can have access to a slew of our sponsors, so you can get 20% off of a Garmin watch, for mm-hmm. example. Yep. Um, and then if you want to talk to a coach, so I'm one of the coaches, Tom's a coach. We have Neely Spence Gracie, who's a standout American marathoner as a coach on our staff. Um, that would just be a small upgrade that they would pay a month. But it's just our way of being able to bring training to the masses and engage people to be able to reach their fitness goals. That's awesome. Well, you and I should talk uh, at some point after this interview about uh, that. Uh, uh, that's exciting. How long have you been with Run Coach? Um, I have this. I'm about two months in now. Okay. So very recent. That's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, that that's very cool. Um, that's very cool that you work with Marine Corps. Uh, any, have you ever ha- had any designs to do the Marine Corps marathon? I know it's not the marathons like, uh, you know, you're, you're running Chicago this fall or, or Houston earlier this year. Have you ever had any thoughts of running Marine Corps? 
Oh, I've, I have always wanted to join Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, it just I just have to find the right year and the right window to be able to run it because training for a marathon. If I went out to Marine Corps, I'm not just going to do it for fun. Right, I want right. to do it yeah. and invest time into it. So I just need to find a year where I'm not chasing a standard mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, so I could just have fun, but also give it a good shot. So I would love to run Marine Corps. I mean, it's my hometown race, basically. Right. Um, and so, and Sherry, having been a Marine Corps champion back That's in the right. day, That's right. love to be able to carry on the legacy. <laughs> That's right. Well, very good, Haruni. Well, that is, is awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll have to have you when you do Marine Corps, you know, in the next few years, we'll have you in studio. Uh, we'll follow up with you. Uh, but th- this is, is really exciting that you're uh, going to run the Asian Games and in, in August uh, on the track, the 10K, so we'll have to follow you there. Uh, we'll keep our listeners updated on that. And then, of course, the Chicago Marathon, um, where, you know, hopefully y- your goal would be to, to, to run a PR there, right? Definitely. Um, Brad has some scary high goals for me, <laughs> and I love it. I right. mean, it means he has um, he's invested in the process. But, yes, I would, at the very minimum, like to get a PR and renew that national record that That's I hold. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, she's a 10-time uh, national record holder for Sri, Sri Lanka. Uh, I, I, I said I couldn't, wasn't going to be able to, to remember how to pronounce the last name. I'm going to give it a shot, though. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. Haruni, and the last name is Wagaranti. Oh, close, Farley. No, give us the Wigaratna. Wigaratna? Wigaratna. Wigaratna. All right. There you go. All right. It's Haruni Wigaratna. Uh, she is a uh, professional runner for the Hudson team. Uh, she's also uh, a full-timer at Run Coach. She joined us on Pace and Nation. Haruni, thank you so much for joining us. It was a fun conversation. Good luck to you uh, the rest of this year and uh, the following years to come. Thank you, guys. It was so nice to chat with you all. All right. I really appreciate it. I appreciate her being a good sport, uh, too, about my uh, lack of education. Yeah, <laughs> lack of, lack of uh, a ge- geographically challenged. Yeah, you well, know, also so pronunciation. pronunciation. It wasn't just geography. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Haruni. Really appreciate you joining us. Of course. There she goes. That's Haruni. She joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Haruni for joining us on today's Pace the Nation program. You can follow her on Twitter. It's Haruni underscore W. Didn't promote that earlier, so make sure to give her a follow. Uh, Haruni underscore W. The best runner in Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. Uh, 10K, marathon, half marathon, I don't know. A little bit of everything. So I was thinking when you said that she has a lot of national records. Mm -hmm. 10. Um, she could probably double that if she went after some of the Guinness national records. <laughs> she you know? probably like if if she wants to right. run the big races to get the times. If she comes back to do Marine Corps, she could run That's it in true. an Elvis costume. That's true. She could probably win it in an Elvis costume, or uh, or she could be have the fastest Sri Lankan uh, <laughs> marathon dressed as a padlock. That's that's true. <laughs> That's true. Let's let's have her stick to the uh, regular traditional running as fast as she's doing. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's see how fast she can go, and then maybe uh, you know after she's done, 
Maybe we'll look at the Wookiee costumes. Those, the those Wookiee costumes stuff. and stuff like that are for... for yeah, the amateurs. Uh, for the amateurs yeah. like us. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, well, awesome to have Haruni, Haruni underscore W on Twitter and on Instagram. So give her a follow. Well, Farley, before we transition into the topics that you want to talk mm-hmm. about, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, loyal listener uh, Mike Conway. Mm. Uh, he sent me a message. He's, he's catching up on the episodes now. And he loves it when we talk about uh, Notre Dame College. It's his favorite. Where, where you been, Mike? Uh, I don't know why you, uh, you know, I don't know why he's catching up. Why he can't listen every week? Um, because he's working late and his commute is uh, right. greatly reduced when uh, when he doesn't have to sit in so rush more, hour. So more of a commute means more PT and listening. Yeah. Right. If uh, he's if he has regular hours, then he can listen to pace the nation during rush hour but when he has to work late he gets home too quick quickly so it so he gets uh backed up then gotcha more regular hours well thank you for listening mike thanks to all our listeners and thanks to our listeners for uh you know sending us uh interactions on twitter uh we got a uh we touched on this earlier uh we don't do the tweets of the week as much anymore but we did have a, a tweet that i wanted to touch on caitlin k loyal listener sent in a tweet uh, from the Council of D.C. talking about how in 46, James K. Polk signed the legislation authorizing uh, the Virginia portion of the district back to Virginia pending the results of a referendum on a topic. I mean, it was just too much. And then she <laughs> sent a picture of uh, a map, a sad face, a trombone, and uh, a picture of former President James Polk. Mm-hmm. So James I, K. Polk. I looked at the tweet and I said, listen, if you want me to pay attention to something, don't ever put in a picture of somebody from 1840s, from the 1840s, because I immediately will kind of disregard the tweet. I'm impressed that you knew that he was from he the 1840s. Oh. I, I didn't. It was, oh. it, was, it was in the tweet. This is all context following that yeah. conversation. Oh. He, was, he was like, don't put some guy from that era. And I was <laughs> like, right. do you mean a president? I did say some guy from that era. Yes, I did. Do you know how many people have been president of this country? Uh, yeah, I actually do. 45. Yes. 44. 44, yeah. <laughs> right. There have been 45, right? right. But... but it's 44, right, Joanna? Yeah. Because Cle- Cle- Cleveland was twice. Yeah. Okay, see. All right, so it, the, the point was that uh, it was just a funny interaction. Cleveland was turned, 22 and 24. It's funny what gets traction <laughs> on, on, on Twitter and on the Pace the Nation Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And James K. Polk was a, a big discussion that went on and on. James I, K. Polk was a great president. I, I See, do you know anything about James K. Polk? He, he promised that he would only serve for one term and okay. that he had four foreign and domestic goals and president while he was president he wanted to um acquire summer all of oregon he wanted to draw the boundary with california Mm -hmm. um reduce tariffs and reestablish the uh independent treasury and he did all of those and then he was like peace how do you how do you know this because i like james k polk All right. i i didn't mean to offend i appreciate anybody who has goals they achieve the goals yeah. And then they, no, I appreciate they, they that too. Away. Then they walk away. Yeah. They finish the job. They finish the job. <laughs> James K. Polk actually uh, would always add on until his GPS watch. <laughs> yes, he finished his job. Uh, yes, was exactly what he was trying to run. Even if he got back to the White House, he would sometimes run down to Ben's Chili Bowl. 
<laughs> to, just to make sure the GPS was accurate. Uh, well, the, the point on uh, I was making on this, it's funny that whatever her point was got totally lost in the James K. Polk thing, and that's kind of what Twitter does. Uh, she had an original point in there, which I'm not sure. Maybe it was the fact that I didn't understand if she was saying not the heart of the universe here or district and in, in Virginia combined or something like that. It, it ended with Michael P. Miller, like making, you know, a, a, a Photoshop of a James K. Polk cartoon character. And that's probably uh, from a, a cartoon. Yeah. I don't know if he I, made that. Well, it was probably from a cartoon, but yeah. Uh, you, you remember how there was Muppet babies? I think that cartoon looks like it came from president babies. Well, uh, I just want to acknowledge that tweet, and I'm glad that uh, Joanna dropped some the four but, no, pieces of knowledge about James K. Polk. Can can we go back to that tweet though? I wasn't sure if she was saying that James K. Polk put a stop to and and reversed because Arlington County used to be part of the district, but then everything south of the Potomac went to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I thought that the tweet was saying that James K. Polk reversed that and that. Right now, Arlington County is in Washington D.C. Just nobody recognizes that. Uh, yeah, I see. I do you know that, that is lost on me. Uh, I didn't understand the point of it either, and and I was sorry that we got sidetracked on Farley's lack of education again. <laughs> so actually, th- this conversation made me think. You're always you're always saying Farley, why do I need to know this? Why do I need right, to know this? Right, why do right. I need to know this? We can't talk about what we want to talk about because we're all busy telling you who was James a president. James was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was something about... See, you, you need that yeah. basic knowledge. You, it's, it's like if you want to talk about sports, you need to know that the Atlanta Falcons are in the NFL. Right, that's true. Like, do you want to spend the first 30 minutes saying like, oh, well, the Atlanta Falcons are in the NFL it's and Falcons, they're in the NFC yeah, and... Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, true. this, like, no, you want everybody to have that basic knowledge so that you can immediately talk about the merits of, of Matt Ryan's contract. That's true. I, I see. Now we're talking about something I can get into. All right. So why don't you go learn yeah. your geography and learn your president so we can really start talking about some Caitlin stuff. Caitlin K, just tweet us. Let us know what the, that point was about James K. Polk. But, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So I, I did want to bring, bring that up and you can always tweet Can you the say show. please? Please uh, tweet us. Uh, you can always tweet the show. Uh, it's at Pace the Nation. Right, I got to get into some of these rumors here, and then we'll get mm-hmm. into our car updates. All right, let's so let's grind uh, up the rumor yeah. mill, uh, and then we'll get into what's grinding Dox's gears. But before oh. that, uh, Desi Linden left mm-hmm. the Hansons program kind of abruptly. You know, abruptly after mm-hmm. her the biggest race of her life, I believe. That she left because Dathan was there, and Dathan has ties to Alberto and this whole drug scandal, and sh- that didn't sit well with her. So that's just what I I am throwing out there. You're speculating this, Joanna. What do you feel about my speculation? Um, I mean, you were right about Matthew, so mm-hmm. I feel like okay. I have to give All you right. some credit. All right, mm-hmm. okay. All like right. one of your rumors checked and, out. And when <laughs> when she says that, it's Matthew Centrowitz going to the University of Washington. Yeah, that's true. To yeah. to uh, be a volunteer assistant coach, following in the footsteps of William Docks, who was once a volunteer at assistant Virginia. coach at we'll the University Virginia. of Virginia. Yeah. All right. So there's yeah. You you think there's some, could be some credence to it. All right, Docks. How do you feel about because uh, Desi is a person with some integrity with, with integrity and high morals yes mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of these these you know a lot of these uh, uh elite runners are just anti-alberto 
and from what I can so gather. So did did Dathan uh, is he going there to be an athlete or is he part of the coaching staff? What's no, he's he's an athlete for. Okay, so he's still competing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know that's just my my my. I told you why I thought it was already. It's because uh, the, the the there was too big of a group hug after the Boston Marathon. <laughs> I think that, that could, was it. That could, could be it. Yeah. All right. Next rumor I wanted to throw out to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Joanna has to give a rumor, and then I'll give a rumor. Uh, the We all know that, that Clarendon is the, the heart of the universe, but Charlottesville, Virginia, mm-hmm. is one of the greatest places to train. And So what would if, – if, if this is the heart of the universe, what would Charlottesville be? The lungs? Yeah, the lungs. I like the lungs. Or yes. just, just like the left lung? I like the lungs, the entire lung, the uh, whole, all the lungs. Yes. So Charlottesville, great place to train. Chris Fox uh, is the head coach at Syracuse. Syracuse, uh, the Syracuse men won NCAAs a couple years ago. Uh, he will be headed to, and this might be more than just a rumor at this point. He's going to be headed to uh, coach an elite team for Reebok in Charlottesville. And Justin Knight will for Reebok? Uh, for Reebok. Yep. So huh. Reebok's getting into the running game. And Chris Fox, who went to Virginia for one year before transferring to Auburn uh, and then was uh, you know, the coach at uh, Syracuse for a while, is going to coach prof- a professional Reebok team. And Justin Knight will be his first athlete. Uh, and they will be out of Charlottesville, Virginia. Well, so. I was going to say, uh, but you kind of cut me off there. Mm-hmm. I was going to call Charlottesville the whole respiratory system. Yeah, I like that. All right, so just more than just the lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a good spot to train. Uh, Docs, what do you feel about the professional group going to uh, Charlottesville, this whole respiratory system? I, I feel like Charlottesville is such a great place to run, and we should – I thought Pacers was going to do a – a bus trip down to yes. do a long mm-hmm. run in Charlottesville. I still think they should, and I think everybody should do it because there's these like long, endless, shaded dirt roads yep. that are amazing to run on. The long runs. Uh, you get some some nice hills up in there. Uh, perfect surface, shaded. Uh, I think, th- and then afterwards you can go to Random Row and and get a pint. <laughs> That's right. If if you want to be like me, order the Hill Lager. I like the Hill Lager. If you want to be like Farley, order the Hill Lager and have a grimace <laughs> on your face because it's not Bud Light. I don't mind the Hill Lager. I actually like all <laughs> Random Row beers, for the record. Love all yeah. Random Row beers. Uh, the Hill so Lager is good. It is. So uh, Chris Fox headed to Charlottesville. Uh, so that that is an exciting rumor for uh, that area. Professional group, and you said Reebok, like you were shocked that they would get into the running game. Why do you think that? I just kind of thought they were out of the running right. game. Yeah. They had that enclave here. Yep. And then they got bought by Adidas. So I thought they were kind of relegated to more of that CrossFit realm. Yeah. So I'm just surprised that they're diving they're back in. Back in, yeah. Well, that is what the rumor is. So we'll see if that comes true or not. Um, okay, Joanna, rumor. Tell us a rumor. Remember, a good thing about the rules about rumors doesn't have to be true. Right. It just needs to <laughs> it could be totally unfounded. Grab everybody's attention. She got nothing. All right. Okay. Um, Back to the rumor guy. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. It. So uh, next up, also, we'll stick in Charlottesville. Uh, two new coaches need to be named for the distance program because uh, Pete Watson just joined uh, the University of Texas. He was the men's coach at, tra- at 
for, for the Who's, for the Wahoos in Charlottesville. Uh, next coach will be former Random Row bartender, uh, maybe even current Random Row bartender. He is still working there. Uh, former UVA head coach Jason Dunn will be the men's coach for the Wahoos this fall. Uh, he's on the he's on the, uh, the 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 team as the operation director, right? Uh, and that might be already out there. That might so be more than just a rumor. This is this is interesting because uh, Jason Dunn was coaching at the University of Virginia. He was coaching uh, cross country head mm-hmm. coach, coached both the men's and the women's teams. Then he went off to Stanford uh, and coached there. Um, what went to Oklahoma? He was in Kentucky, Oklahoma, he went to K- Kentucky, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was curious. Wondering about Haruni, uh, yeah. 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 Um, and then he wanted to get out of coaching for a while. He opened that studio. So he, he owns the studio of former guest Ann Mazur. Yep. Uh, she, she works at works his at, studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting because uh, if, if he's getting back into the coaching game, he took a little bit of a break, but uh, it called him back, I guess. Yeah, and I think he's going to do a great, great job for him. Um, less... I think going to be less time at Random Row, unfortunately. But uh, Joanna's eyes are glazing over because we're talking Northern Virginia running. We're talking UVA, Charlotte, all that We're stuff. talking good beer. <laughs> she drinks all the cheap stuff. What? That's not true. Uh, she doesn't really drink that much beer. Um, all right. So Jason Dunn will be your next uh, coach at uh, Virginia for the men's cross-country team. So that's really exciting. Congratulations to him. We will get him on the program soon. Here's a logistical question mm-hmm. about the departure of Pete Watson. What's happening with his uh, capital season tickets? That's a great question. Well, I think that he his wife might be still staying in Charlottesville while he it, goes to Austin. Don't they have they have a uh, they have a business a, themselves? A business, yeah, a, yeah. B- a bike studio or something down there. They do. So let's speculate what he's going to ha- happen to his. Uh, How let's let's think about this though. So the the coach. The, the former coach had a bike studio. Yes. And the new coach has a treadmill, treadmill. studio. It is kind of I odd. think that that's yeah. a little bit more geared towards running. So I actually would predict that UVA <laughs> is going to get better. Right. That's that's very odd. So, again, th- this is this is very weird inside. And, again, we've lost Joanna, but that's mm-hmm. fine. The former coach, Pete Watson, uh, just took the job at Texas. He and his wife own a bike studio called Prevello. It's similar to a Soul Cycle, and uh, it's in Charlottesville. They just opened in UNC. Uh, Prevello is the name of their 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 company. Uh, very cool. You've done one of their. I did one of their uh, classes of their on classes. my birthday. Yep. Jason Dunn and his wife own a treadmill studio. I feel like I just said all of this. Yes, but that's called Formula Complete Fitness. And yes, you did just say all this. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize because, but I, I think it takes. Uh, you know, people you, to hear. You, you got to hear things our twice. Listeners to hear everything yeah, actually, twice so that it, it really gets in. You know, well, the, let's quiz. Let's the, quiz the, Joanna. She the, wasn't listening. The passive. <laughs> you know, the passive. <laughs> list. She's passive listening. Like I hate. I can't stand passive listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> add that to add that to my my things. Of I'm a long shorts guy and a big time anti passive listening guy. Uh, so he owns the uh, the the formula. Uh, studio there the, the treadmill studio which i did a workout at and love the the workout there okay and now he is the current coach so yes the coaches i guess if you're a gambling men's... if you're a gambling guy yes and i don't know if you are a gambling yeah, guy. I, i'm a gambling you. guy yeah. oh okay mm-hmm. uh then you might want to put some money on the wahoos this fall 
Yes. Getting off those bikes and on the treadmill. That's got to that's got to help their running. I, I totally agree. So uh, so yes. So the rumor Jason Dunn will take over the program at in Charlottesville. Uh, very excited. And yeah, we won't ask you to. We, we won't ask you to, uh, to 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 fill us all in. Joanna, what, what beer do you order when you go to Random Row? If there was any takeaway. Wait, did you talk about beer? Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> the Hill Lager. I don't. Bl- I don't blame you for. Yeah, that's fine. Um, all right. Well, let's 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 dial back into something um, that we all can talk about, uh, which is Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I'm not sure whether you guys knew or took part of the I, a- Amazon Prime Day. I saw that Prime Day was trending on Twitter, mm-hmm. and my first thought was, is this some sort of mathematical thing <laughs> with the date? And I was like, You're there's got to be a lot of Prime Days. Why would today be a Prime like Day? Like a Prime that, number day? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Like, there's got to be – there's awesome. tons of combinations that would work. Um, and That's then awesome. I thought, well, maybe maybe it's a really long prime number if you do the date and the year and all this stuff, but that's not right. So I I was confused at first and, and largely disappointed that it had to do with uh, a large corporation and not mathematics. Uh, it was a bunch of sales on Amazon. Did you? Because it could have been like Pi Day. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. You know? Yeah, which is three March fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Joanna, did you take part of uh, anything on Prime Day? I actually uh, just became an Amazon Prime member. Okay. The person in my household finally shared their Prime membership nice. with me. Nice. Okay. So, did you buy anything on Amazon that day? No. <laughs> you don't seem like a big Amazon shopper. We appreciate that. Um, but you you don't buy much on Amazon. Not really. No. I buy crossword puzzle books on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Docs, uh, did you since you didn't know what Prime Day was, I assume you didn't. I have a. It. I also have a Prime membership so that I can have access to one of the worst music services out there. <laughs> yeah. The the Amazon Prime yes. music service, which when you say play Pearl Jam song, it will play Yellow Lead Better every time. That's the only one they have access. No, to. No, they have they have the whole catalog, and then you're like, okay, let's listen to Pearl Jam today. So you say, please play Pearl Jam Radio. Oh, what a surprise. You're playing Yellow Leadbetter first. Yeah. I, At I, least I tend to have the same problems. I don't go that same. Pandora will remember what it played for you yesterday and give you a new mix today. Yeah. It's, a, it's obnoxious. I, Amazon, yeah. with all that money that they're getting on they Prime Day, maybe out. they ought to work on that formula. Yeah. Um, you could also have gone to Whole Foods. Yeah. I did go to Whole Foods. And I think if you spent $10. For music? No, 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 for Prime for Day. Prime Day. <laughs> if you spent ten dollars, you got ten dollars in like yes, prime, prime bu- box. Bucks yeah, or whatever you could it is. spend on Amazon. Yeah. So I did do that. Yeah, Julie so did that, that I too. could buy some garbage bags in Amazon. There prime. you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was a big day. Uh, the the site crashed. It was so big, uh, and uh, Amazon, you would think, would be prepared for everything because they are like the biggest company in the world and taking over retail. Uh, but the site crashed on Monday, and a lot of people were upset. And so, people are the worst. <laughs> so uh, I heard from somewhere. Here's a rumor. Yeah, there I go. heard that somebody is going to out Amazon Amazon one day. Do you guys think that that's true? Uh, there's no, no way. I oh. Like somebody like, is going to. I thought you meant like they were going to out them as in. But now I get it. You're yeah. saying that somebody's going to do better than Amazon. Outdo exactly. Uh, Walmart, no way. No way, Jet. Uh, I mean, it's it, Amazon, unless it's government regulated, it's going to 
it's it's on its way to being a monopoly. I remember seeing Bezos on on uh, sixty Minutes in Amazon's infancy, mm-hmm. and he was taking tons of risks and was way in the hole, mm-hmm. and just had this huge vision and was on the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah, uh, I think that as long as he continues to take chances like that. Uh, and and continue to build that and 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 to continue to grow his empire, it might be difficult for somebody to out out I agree. Amazon them. However, uh, if he does take tons of risks, maybe something won't work out, and he might be the the cause of his own fall. I th- I think it's his game to lose. Right. I, I think you're a hundred percent. And I actually I'm not sure. Again, as we speak a lot of rumors here, I don't know if Amazon's making money. I just don't know if they can, as much as, as the returns and, and all the stuff they're doing uh, for the customer, I don't know if they actually make money on the retail uh, side of things. As many billion dollars as they do, the amount of returns, the infrastructure that they're building, all that stuff, I'm not sure they're making money yet. Where I think they're making money and killing it. Server farms. <laughs> so, Amazon Music. No, yeah. Prime memberships. I think the Prime memberships is. No, they they, they make a or lot of may, money on their server. Maybe farms. server farms. Yeah, maybe you're because they 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 have a bunch of server space for their Black Friday or Cyber Monday mm-hmm. sales that they don't need. They they don't need all of that traffic. So then they but they need that infrastructure for their big days. So then they sell that out. There they, you go. They rent it, it that, out and they sell it out. That could be where they're actually making because the it retail is. side. I just. You can't go on there and buy something for less than where you'd go buy it at CVS and make money. You can't do it. So when Amazon's headquarters moves to D.C., are you going to start working at Amazon as a so, consultant? So, <laughs> so that was my next. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think D.C.'s got a real shot. And apparently they combine like Maryland and D.C. and Virginia all in this one bid. And there's, you know, the combined bid is going to be more attractive to the to, to, to Amazon and Bezos. Uh, I think it could be a real thing. Would I be excited about it? Would I work for them? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I think they're killing retail. And please shop uh, at Pacers. We have please a shop local. Yeah, yeah, yeah shop local. local. Uh, but would it bring a ton of people to the area? Would it bring more commerce to the area? Boy, that I, they could resuscitate this area. What we need is more people here. <laughs> no, more traffic. More people, yeah. More traffic, more uh yeah, I yeah, I don't Unless know. Unless they I, bring a flying highway system, I don't want them. <laughs> so you don't you don't want them here. I don't care. You don't care. I really don't care. I'm not I'm not going to be here much longer anyway. Uh, <laughs> Johanna, he's going to be moving to Charlottesville. The respiratory system of the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, would you like Amazon here? Uh, I don't know. I think they've had an interesting impact on Seattle. Um, yeah. I think it... I'd, In a positive or negative way or a neutral? Um, I think some positive, some negative. I think Seattle was a different city than D.C. is. So I would be interested how Amazon would play in dc because i think they're not going to have as much control over the city as they do in seattle i feel like they're the game in town in seattle and there's other other game here okay so i think i think it'd be interesting yeah yeah maybe they would want to move to a spot where they are the game in town and they but there's a lot of reasons to be in dc Yeah, yeah i think i think that bezos might move here just to agitate trump yeah could could be um, and they have a lot of development planned for where they would put headquarters, which I think could be a good thing. 
It's more jobs. I guess I wouldn't. I'm kind of in the middle on it. Um, it sounds like the prices of houses in Seattle have gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, you know, my homeowners cousin, would homeowners would benefit, I guess, right? My cousin well, was speculating that no, they might no. come People up to Philly. To <laughs> right, right, right. Your cousin was speculating. Well, he what? was speculating that they might come up to the Philly area, yeah. and he was telling me, he's like, let's buy a bunch of houses that need to be fixed up. Let's yeah. fix them up, and then when, when Amazon makes idea. the announcement, then we'll sell them for... A huge, huge killing. Huge profit. All right. Well, I was like, why do you want to partner with me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was... <laughs> you need somebody to sweep the floors, I guess. That was another rumor. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up, whether... Amazon moves to DC or not. I think we're kind of all 50-50 split on not sure whether we want it there. Want them here or not. If they come here, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's more people, more business, but more people, you're right. Traffic is already bad as it is, so who knows. All right, this podcast of course is sponsored by Pacers Running, Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Hope everybody had a great time at the Crystal City Twilighter uh, this past weekend on Saturday night. Uh, look forward to seeing folks at the Beer Mile, which is August 11th. Uh, Docs, I know you'll be out of town, but uh, Beer Mile goes on August 11th, so you can still sign up for that today. All right, finally I wanted to talk. Um, this is not rumors. These are This is the true uh, happenings on our cars. Uh, oh, I wanted to, to, to say that my car is still in the shop, still still, wa- still waiting for uh, I, I filed the police report, uh, went through everything to get it, uh, you know, the hit and run handled. And it just takes forever. It mm-hmm. just is. The insurance takes forever. All that stuff takes forever. So still in the shop. Fortunately, uh, we do have one car that Julie and I are sharing. So it's it's actually been fine. Uh, and it's in the parking space that I wanted to park in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Joanna, um, you were not on the show last week because you lost your keys. Well, I didn't lose Wait, them. Yeah. I did eventually find so them. So can you tell the audience where they were? Because um, so last time I reported when Tess was sitting in for you, yeah. uh, you, you couldn't make it because you lost your keys. Yeah, I couldn't find them, and I was really sure that Chris had them. And Why I, are you differentiating, like, <laughs> when Farley's saying they were lost, you're like, well, they weren't lost, I just couldn't find them. Uh, yeah. I what do you think lost means? Uh, well, they but they were eventually found, so right. I feel like misplaced is a better. Okay. So Farley and I have the same backpack, and I always put my keys in the side <gasps> pocket, and I was very sure that they were in the side pocket of his backpack. Ooh, that happened to us once. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I yeah. We told the story at the at the happy hour. Thanks for everybody who came out to the happy hour. Uh, before, um, I think before you got there, I t- we told oh, the story. Okay. Yeah. And so Chris had left this event that we were at in National Harbor earlier than me, and I called him. And, ev- and even after he said they're not in my backpack, I was still sure. <laughs> <in his backpack. laughs> yeah, which yeah, which is a, not a bad assumption. Yeah. And, and next happy hour, we will tell the story. Docs and I will tell the story. Uh, so come up and ask us about the bag story. We're very funny story about our friend losing his keys in one of our bags misplacing right all right so go ahead yes Um, so anyway so then i finally walk over to my car in the parking garage and my keys are inside of my car um in the locked car inside of the locked car because i don't have um everything in my car is manual so you have to manually like lock the doors yeah um so i locked the keys in the car um i'm in national harbor my roommate's out of town so i don't know if i can get my spare set of keys because mm-hmm. i don't even know if he took them with him mm. um so there was just a lot of question marks but i knew where they were so they weren't lost they were mm-hmm. just misplaced so you go back to your 
house I go back to my hoping house. that the roommate didn't take the keys. Yeah. And luckily, um, I had my house keys because normally I put them on my car keys, but I separated them. So the keys were there. Go back to National Harbor, get the car. End of story. Was there ever a point where you see the keys and you're like, screw this. I'm going to take a rock. I'm going to bust this window and I'm going <laughs> to drive this car out of here um, so I don't have to mess with it. And I'll just go to Safe Flight and get a new uh, window. Uh, one time I did lock my roommate's keys, a different roommate. Um, keys in their car in front while well, I was double parked in front of Navy Yard on game day um and Chris Daggett who who manages a Navy Yard store did like use a string to unlock wow, the I've door I've seen that yeah. Wow. yeah it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen wow um, and I thought about it for a second but I had tried it on that day yeah and I couldn't do it that's and not now, your skill set yeah and I was like unless I can get Daggett out here like there's yeah. there's no way that works yeah you don't seem like somebody could break into cars Daggett yeah I can see it I can see it yeah yeah all right, so you're. I, I don't know why she takes offense to this. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, yay. She Hi. just admitted that she she couldn't do it, and yeah. that Daggett could. And then you yeah. make the statement, and she's like, oh, "How dare you? How dare you say?" <laughs> I, well, I, I, I'm I, just I, repeating what you said. I could be a good thief if if I wanted to be. How I know, dare well, because the because I'm frowning. Give me time. Daggett yeah. was good at it because he has the patience to shimmy it in there. Yeah. Because you have to like make a loop, get the loop in the side of the window, and like shimmy it down, and then you put the loop over the the part yeah. that comes up and then pull it and unlock wow. it. I mm-hmm. my hands are too shaky and I just didn't yeah. have the patience to, to get it. So in then there. why are you offended that Farley is saying I that feel, you can't do that? Well because I feel like because he's like, oh of course Dag would be good at breaking into cars. It like assumes that Daggett's a thief. <laughs> she she's standing up for Daggett works oh, for her. She's uh, standing okay. up for one of her employees. I like that about you. That's good. All right. So Docs, uh we we uh Spread the rumor that someone was trying to sabotage your car uh, I still a couple think weeks they did. ago. <laughs> was it the person who sabotaged my car? It, who, yeah. you? Yeah, back in the day when somebody <laughs> used to break into my car. Oh, um, no. I think that it was a mechanic because for this thing to be busted, it had to have been... Uh, I, I do know what happens. Um, all right, for so all yes, the, fill us in. For all the auto files out there, not the audio files, but mm-hmm. the auto files, um, there is a... The transmission fluid runs through the radiator in a pipe, and it has a connection for the input and a connection for the output of the radiator. And then the radiator fluid, the coolant, runs over that pipe. The connection for the transmission fluid was disconnected, and because it was disconnected, it drained both lines because it has a single point. So Mm. uh, while we... While I was asking the question, how could both systems be drained, that makes no sense. Seeing the uh, part taken apart, it it does make sense now. It's a poor design, but I still think somebody disconnected that line. Okay, but I don't think it's malicious, though. I think it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. I-, I could see it being an honest mistake now that you explain it like that. But you st- Why would they have to disconnect it? There was no reason to disconnect it. And we're not accusing anybody. This is a bit, we're, we're doing a lot of rumors and no, uh, yeah, this alleged, is, this is, like, uh, allegedly saying some there's things. There's a possibility yeah. that somebody could okay. have done All that. Right, there's also another possibility that the part failed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, wow, that doesn't sound good for your car, though. So, because the transmission was drained and I was still on the road, uh, the transmission is completely shot. Oh. Uh, and the car is dead to me. No. And that, that it had a good run, but it's over. Uh, and so when I was saying that I parking and drove over here, yeah. I, I borrowed my father's car because uh, he is letting me borrow it so that I could uh, – I have a very, very important cargo to pick up tomorrow. 
And and I'm going to use his car to go get it. Well, that's vague. I'm driving yeah. down to to pick up my nieces, and, and oh, we're okay. going to <laughs> okay, yeah, that have is a, a, cargo. Okay. a great weekend. Okay, so you're picking up your nieces. You want to have a reliable mm-hmm. car and not one without a transmission. Um, so that means you need a new car. Yeah, I think I'm going to be an RV guy. I like it. Just buy an RV, sell the house, just live my life on the road. I like that. I'll R- have an outdoor shower. Uh, I lo- <laughs> An RV actually suits you well. All right. Uh, tweet us at Pace the Nation if you've got any suggestions on what kind of RV Doc should buy or another type of car. Or another vehicle. Yeah, another Maybe type an ice vehicle. cream truck. Let's crowdsource this thing. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you'll, you'll have to keep us posted on um, what kind of car you buy. I uh, Also, let me know if you have RV parking at your house. <laughs> Very important. All right, great show, guys. Thanks again to Haruni for joining us. It's Haruni underscore W on Twitter and Instagram. So give her a follow. Best of luck as she runs in the Asian Games and the Chicago Marathon. Hopefully we'll see her at the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. All right, great to have the full crew back. Even me? Even you. Great to have you, Docs. Great to have you, Joanna. Uh, it's summer, so who knows? Hopefully we'll have you guys again next week. I don't know. I'm going to have a kid soon. I don't know. We'll figure it out. There will be a show. We know that. Who's on it? I don't know. All right. Thanks again to Haruni. Thanks to Jocks. Thanks to Joanna. Thanks to you, the listener. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week. because like for a second there I was disappointed because I was like well he got that right where do we go with this <laughs> but that was good so India's in Asia damn it okay I got it <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 so that you, be can, you, you can't you can't make this up